0: This Now podcast. I'm Matt Donnelly from The Rap.
1: I'm Tim Malloy from The Rap.
0: And we have a very special guest today.
2: Very, very special. special. Very Thank
0: special, Mr. Jeffrey Boyer-Chapman. Thank you so much for coming. Thank
2: you so much for having me. Star of
0: Unreal, Hats. the award-winning Hatfields and McCoys. I mean, the credits are just you Tao of Surfing.
1: And uh, host of his own movie. podcast. Yes.
0: Exactly, JBC,
2: yes, please tell us what my, my new podcast is called JBC Presents Conversations with Others. We are, uh, we just launched our first season two weeks ago and it's episode three that just went up yesterday. So
0: who? what kind of conversations are we having and who are the others?
2: You know, really, I mean, it was it was a, a, a kind of like my own, uh, my favorite conversations that I have with my friends and I've, on so many occasions, I've uh, been in the middle of conversations and said, oh gosh, I, just, I wish I was recording this or documenting this, not even necessarily for public use, but just to remember for myself because some yeah. of the most beautiful and impactful and important gems of wisdom um, that I've really taken, you know, used a value in my life to help me navigate my way through this world have come through deep and thoughtful conversations with friends. So it is that. It's a celebration of otherness. It's a celebration of people within the entertainment industry who don't necessarily represent the status quo. So people of color, people of the um, um, LGBTQ community, um, women who kind of work against the grain. I have amazing guests my first season, just to to name a few. We have uh, Aubrey Plaza and Jussie Smollett and Michelle Visage and Janet Mock and really... Yeah, yes, Michelle, yes Visage. Michelle Visage, yes, Drag Race, <laughs> yes, drag race. yes uh, just a bunch of queens. I got a bunch of queens on on season one. It's been um, so much fun.
0: But queens should be heated and listened to and celebrated. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. That's so exciting. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I just listened to the Janet Mock one, and it is so excellent. Oh, thank I mean, there's you. There's so much like, wisdom on that episode. Like yeah. Oracle. Yeah.
0: I, she's thing, amazing. She has this calming presence that I'm like, I, like. Can you tell me how to invest my money?
2: Did you see her like, up on that? So- she's good at that, actually. She is. She's one of very few people that I go to in my life. For advice, yeah, like one of very people. Like she few could
0: totally people. make over everything. Like just, just solve you.
2: She, yeah, she, person. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is. Uh, she's uh, very wise, very smart. Um, did you see her up on the uh, the Oscar stage I the other day her, during oh, yeah, the yeah, Common performance? Just incredible. Just like throwing it down like it was Sunday at church. Ooh, <laughs> I need a gif of that. <laughs> she was amazing.
1: <laughs> oh my God, she's
0: incredible! Yeah. Ooh. So, I, I, but in that vein, um, the, the, what we do here on the Shit This Now podcast is talk about ideas and stories that we think would be amazing to adapt into film or television or content.
2: Brilliant. If you will.
0: But before we get to that, because you bring up a timely conversation and, and, and obviously the subject matter of your podcast, mm. um, mm-hmm. just on Sunday at the Oscars, Frances McDormand sort of left us all with a with a little nugget to think about uh, in the form of an inclusion writer. Um, and as someone who explores intersectional identities, and as someone with an intersectional yourself, like what do you, what do you think about that in terms of a specific Hollywood initiative to tie inclusion writers to to production moving forward?
2: Uh, one, I'm going to say I think it's absolutely brilliant. Two, I'm going to be totally honest with you and say that I didn't actually see the Oscars, so I didn't see uh, Francis McDormand's speech. Yes. But that is genius. Yes. What? It's yeah. so important. It's, I'm so happy to hear that. I think the uh, what I'm going to take from that, um, uh, just hearing it now for the first time, is uh, the importance of allies within this industry. Um, I feel like it's something that I explore as my character Jay on Unreal, where he mm-hmm. works in this, this very corporate world, where he has people who um, are are far above him on the corporate ladder who look nothing like him and who they do not see um, themselves in him. So he's kind of the last one um, to uh, have a hand held out to to help support and rise in the ranks as well. So we need, uh, he would get ahead if he had allies in that world. We get ahead when we have allies in this world. I think to Jessica Chastain and Octavia mm-hmm. Spencer uh, and her being Octavia's ally and demanding equal pay for Octavia. I mean, it's it would be one thing. If it was Viola Davis standing up and demanding it for for Octavia, but it's different when you know straight white male executives will look at Jessica Chastain differently than they'll look than they'll look at Viola Davis and they'll hear her in wow. a different way. So the importance and the power the uh, the power of allyship is priceless. So thank you for. For for Francis McDormand for yeah, for and
0: for the people at home, um, inclusion writer is essentially uh, a, a a contract or an addendum to any actor contract that says, for my in order for me to participate in any given project, I need a guarantee that you will at least audition and interview mm-hmm. um, an entire spectrum of diverse people for mm-hmm. jobs in supporting roles, for jobs below the line, mm-hmm. for jobs. You know, delivering the water bottles, mm-hmm. um, and and it is an actual signed guarantee. It's actionable by law, which mm-hmm. is a really big step forward. And, and what I think is so amazing about it too is that it's not just it it, it. it sort of mandates that you know roles that aren't assigned gender or roles that aren't assigned um, ethnicity, like right. sort of expanding that whole universe. And and the idea that that producers have to see people, not give them jobs, right. not uh, you know blindly, but but have to. At least consider
2: the options. So this is something that I've been doing as an actor for the past many, several many years. Is providing options, even when nobody asks me to. I mean, if I, um, (laughs) if I, if I uh, go out and audition for a character. I mean, I'm very selective about the types of uh, roles that I do play and jobs that I do take on. And thankfully, ten years into the game, I'm able to do so in some capacity. Um, But uh, you know, when I go out and audition for characters, if there's, if it's not specified that they are married to a woman or that they have a sexual attraction to a woman, yeah. then I go in and I play him however I want to play him, okay. because why okay. do we have to subscribe Genius. to, like, you know, like, remain living inside of the strict uh, box of the status quo Amen. and continue to tell the same story again and again and again? It's right. like, when I go, whether it's a lead character or a love interest or it's, like, a barista at a, at a coffee shop, it's like, when I go into a coffee shop, I see, like, trans girls and gay boys and, like, you know, like, a gutter punks serving yeah. me coffee. Yeah. I don't just yeah. see, like, cookie-cutter, you know, status quo, people playing, you Playing these roles in real life, we have to we have to diversify. Stefan Bill Hader's famous SNL character. Is yes, based, based on based on Bill Hader's barista. Amazing. So is that true? That's very true. I need to go to that coffee shop. I need to. Own and no, and yeah, and get, yeah, get get some advice. I need to know where to go. I'm sure Stefan <laughs> will lead me down the right path or the but wrong no, one.
0: It's, it's it's amazing, yeah, and even that that shift in thought that how we telegraph what identities have to be, or they don't really have to be anything. Mm-hmm. Opening up, like it just shows you how so far behind Hollywood is, mm-hmm. and sort of. Themselves up, so That's the no problem, ideas.
2: though. I mean, it, you know, it can go we can go into like it from so many different angles. But like misogyny and patriarchy, and you know, um, white privilege, and all of that. It's like when people who are in positions of power, when they all look the same, then the stories are going to come that, from that perspective, mm-hmm. and the uh, 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 creative projects that are put forth for the world to digest and process, it's all going to be the same thing. So it's a matter of like diversifying not only in front of the camera, but behind the scenes as well. Starting um, putting people of color and women and trans. People and people who identify on many different uh, uh, levels of the spectrum of gender yeah. in positions of power, whether it's studio executives or writers or directors or producers, and not just handing them these positions, but like yeah. giving them an equal opportunity as our straight white counterparts have to sure. prove ourselves that yeah. we are just as capable.
0: Our editor in chief yeah. here, chair CEO Sharon Waxman, wrote a column after the Oscars, and or I think just before, and said that you know the Oscars t- and and people in Hollywood tend to think that they can solve everything with a live event where we all wear fashion and, and get drunk, uh, yeah. but she said. That, and I sort of agree, is that the only real <laughs> way to affect change is we need to put people of color and people of different identities at the levers of decision. That's mm-hmm. it. And then everything else will sort
2: of trickle out. So mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully we're building an equitable Times are a-changing, you know? Yeah. I really feel like they are. And I think that, um, I mean, even the simple fact that the Oscars were, were the, the lowest-rated yeah. Oscars in mm-hmm. history, I feel like with the Me Too movement and the Time's Up movement, um, the veil of illusion around celebrity and Hollywood that um, middle America and the Flyover States buy into, and that's really who we are catering to, or that's what the Hollywood machine and factory is catering to, even that audience is starting to have their eyes open a little bit and see that it really, uh, is not all a facade, but it's certainly not as glitzy and glamorous as as we were once led to believe that it is. And um, peeling back the curtains and showing like, hey, there's there's sexual abuse, there is misogyny, there is racism, there's homophobia, there's real people behind the curtains um, of the glitzy finished product that you're seeing on your TV Screens at the end of the day, it's easy. It's harder to buy into it and to just like let yourself get lost in the in the uh, fantasy of the yeah. awards ceremony. Mm-hmm. I know it certainly is for me. When I turn on my TV, it's hard for me to watch, to be to be able to like compartmentalize and close off that part of my brain um, and just pay attention to the fashion and the glamour and ignore the fact that our studio executives and people in positions of power are, like raping and abusing the talent. You know,
0: Amen. and As you should blazing be... truth for eleven a.m. You guys. Yeah. But I'm
2: serious,
1: <laughs> but it's amazing. It's true. It's all true. It- and why didn't you watch the Oscars?
2: I don't have live television.
1: I got me some oh Apple God. TV,
2: and that's and that's about it. Yeah, I also had a dear friend from high school. My one friend from high school, Jessica, came to visit me uh, here in LA for a couple of days. So I was busy playing tour guide with her for the past couple of days, which was important to me. You know, yeah. honestly, I mean, I feel like it's so. As much as I love, I love this gig. I love acting. I love having opportunities like this. I love doing the podcast. I love being on Drag Race. I right. love um, utilizing those parts of my personality. But it's so so important to me. To um, nourish and nurture Jeffrey, the real Jeffrey, the yeah. you know the when the cameras aren't rolling, um, and keeping in touch with with dear close friends and family is always a, a, a priority for me. We just had so, this
0: conversation. Sorry to interrupt you. We just had this conversation about. Um, uh, Army Hammer, uh, when they were you know, sort of in the midst of their awards campaign, we did a screening with them, which is for-your-consideration kind of thing.
2: I saw the poster think, uh, on my way in here. <laughs> 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 he had
0: just gotten into some trouble for sort of going back and forth with a uh, BuzzFeed writer who wrote a really sort of serious takedown piece of it. Well, um, I think the BuzzFeed um, writer
1: was using him as, like, the entry point and yeah, wasn't for, trying to attack him. Yeah. They were trying to make a point, like, why do we How keep long celebrating? How you been dating
0: that BuzzFeed writer, Tim? No, uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. no, no. But, but whatever you think of the piece, basically just saying that he's a model of privilege and he gave it every chance to fail because he's handsome and we all like him, which uh, the people got away with less for more. Um, mm-hmm.
1: But... Uh, well, it's the white mediocrity. I mean, white people are allowed to be mediocre. White males, specifically, sorry, are allowed to be mediocre. are you looking at me when you say that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> St- straight white male. It's like well allowed looking to, in a yeah, mirror. Matt pointed his finger he, at like, me accusingly when Jeffrey yeah. said straight white male. Uh, okay. I love that I'll straight the, is now a slur. Fifth, straight so. white male is I'll now a slur. It's yeah, amazing. Exactly. <laughs>
0: um, but anyway, he like hours before i started this entire Twitter thing and, and the poor guy had to come and sit and do like a uh, camera and do Q&A and I'm sure he wanted to be anywhere else because he got into a lot of trouble for it mm. and all he said was he's like, you, you know, my wife said to me, if you delete that, it goes away. If you delete the Twitter app, it goes away. So I sort of want to give you a high five for... Being with your friends and disconnecting and not yeah. like, thank because you. And, it's like, and like the perspective, I had an old editor um, I used to work with who's just said that objects on social media appear larger than they do in life. At like the rear view. <laughs> Ooh,
2: absolutely. I just saw this uh, this quote. I think it was SZA that said it. Okay. The amazing vocalist SZA. She said, um, "You're never as good as people tell you are, and you're never as bad as people tell you are either." Ooh, I like comforting. I, it is comforting because <laughs> people really give their opinions. You know, like they really yeah. feel like they know you, and especially with the advent of social media. I mean, I get a lot of love, but I also get. A lot of just very um, uh, from their perspective, I think they think they're like very well thought out, fully formed opinions Mm. of me. Whether it's like the color of my hair, I dyed it blonde, or whether it's what I wore, or you know, uh, it's just it's it's very interesting to see the uh, that people really. It's a blessing and a curse. Social media, having that access and that closeness, that proximity to people who you see on your television screen. But we also have to remember we are all human beings, and it's. Yeah, yeah, we 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 all just humans. Step away. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, talking about visibility as a straight white kid in the early '90s, in the monochromatic early '90s, and when you look back and try to make a list of like the top movies of the '90s, -hmm. which we did recently, you realize like how incredibly white and straight and male the '90s were. Mm -hmm. It's like it's stunning. Mm -hmm. And of course, I was totally unaware of it because that's all I knew. Mm -hmm. But one of the shows that broke through that was the show we're maybe going to talk about today. Yes, I think we are. MTV's The Real World. The yes, real world. The Real World. And why we think it should be a movie.
0: <laughs> why we, movie. Why <laughs> we want or, I, I, In my head, I see it as like, I, Ryan Murphy just signed that insane deal with yes. that. Like, he's eventually going to get to this. I want There's only a so Ryan many cultural Murphy. institutions he can adapt before he's got to go into reality. Wait, I don't know to... this. What, did, what, signed, what oh, deal Ryan, did he sign Ryan with? Murphy just signed yeah. a multi- bajillion dollar development deal with Netflix to produce original series for them in addition to his stuff at Fox. And I Brilliant. feel like they, he's plowing through some of the most amazing cultural epicenter uh, <clears throat> threads like Versace and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like eventually he'll get here. He'll catch up to this kind of like Well, I mean, the, f- the project
2: that he's doing right now with my friend Janet Mock, Pose, yeah. the yeah. new series oh, about I'm transness so and excited. the voguing and ballroom scene of so the 80s and 90s exciting. in New York. It's in, it's important. It's important to be able to tell stories from different perspectives. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and uh, uh, just f- like find that interconnectedness between all of us. You may be able to, I, that's what I love so much about Ryan Murphy is that he yeah. he tells, I mean, there's the, the spectrum of, of the stories in which he tells. It ranges from American Horror Story to Versace right. to yeah. uh, to uh, the people versus OJ to Pose. I mean, it really does represent every um, totally. intersection or every, every person from straight white people yeah. to trans and cis people and people of color and queer people. It's really, it's so important. He's Absolutely. such an extraordinary storyteller. Him and Greg Berlanti I feel like have to be yeah. the yeah. The two top badass yeah. Yeah. dudes in the in the industry oh, in the sure. game—they have the most. They have, they've got to have the most shows on the air. And so. and beautifully, I mean, he's not getting enough credit for nine one one.
1: Yeah, which yeah. is an amazing yeah. show. That's a, that could be a straight procedure with like another like Ed much. Harris as the lead. Yeah, right. Nine one As we can have as much as
0: Bassett as I want.
2: It's her and Connie like, Britton, right? So is it <laughs> yeah, so is it then Peter just Prowls doing out. one season each, like like like? Uh... I, no,
0: I think Nine One One is like a procedure. Oh, it's a whole series. Oh, I hope oh, so. Interesting. With like them, it's that that's uh, I think that's more Brad Falchuk, Mr. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. Yes. Um, it's more his jam. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I. But see specifically, and it's so well said about Ryan Murphy too. But that's how I sort of see the real world going. Like, because you're right, it was this entire, like game changing. So the first season, yeah, let's say, with seven strangers living in a loft that none of them could ever, right. ever.
2: afford. <laughs> um,
0: I think in Midtown.
2: That was the reason they agreed to do the show. They agreed like, to the show. Wait, I can like, live oh, in New York for free for apartment. Wait, was um, it? Was the yeah. first? Was that season in New York?
0: It was New York. Yeah. Oh wow!
1: Totally. That was that Eric. Was like, that was Julie. That's like, all I can Eric remember. Niece. Whatever happened oh. to him? And if, wait, who? Eric
0: Nice, Eric Neese. He, he was on The Grind. I mean, he did he was, pretty well. I, the but Grind I, was my jam. I didn't grind. I just watched it.
1: Of course, no. Kevin. <laughs> Ke, Kevin actually became a successful hip-hop journalist to the point that we don't even remember he was on The Real World. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Okay. Those are
1: the only three okay. I remember offhand. But
0: what specifically, Tim, about like San Francisco, season two of The Real World, do you think is sort of emblematic of, of why should it be adapted?
1: Okay. Every episode, I really shadily call Matt out on something, and now I need to shame you because I think I think that season he two... makes
0: me feel... <laughs> sir, sir, this happens every episode. It's so judgmental. Like I'll, I'll give you I'm very an example. Sorry. I, I br- said someone was big but handsome <laughs> yeah. because I have body issues, yeah. and I'm not afraid. And Tim goes, well, I think they're big and handsome, Matt. Like, oh. that's... So Subtle all but
2: The political dig, correctness. Where I'm like, How no, dare no but he's you. trying to make me
0: feel shallow. But you know what?
1: Fine. That's I'm amazing. deeply superficial.
2: What do you want? All Maybe I'm you're saying... talking about a, his, his big butt. No? His big butt's <laughs> handsome.
1: Speaking of big butts, season yeah. two yes. was John the Cowboy. Okay. It was John the Cowboy. That was John the Cowboy in Venice yeah, no, um. Season three was where it all broke through, in my mind, San Francisco, mm, yeah. mm-hmm. where we got Puck, mm-hmm.
2: the... He was so likable. No, I liked Puck.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, oh, I really remember did. him as unlikable, but it maybe really? likable. Yeah, because really, wasn't he like gross? Yeah, he was.
2: Maybe it was. You know, maybe I could just like <laughs> that's like the kind of dude that I grew up with, to be yeah. completely honest with you. in, like in the middle of nowhere Canada, I feel like that was like the male representation I had around me. So I was like, oh, I know yeah. that dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, maybe they saw Puck on TV and were emulating Puck. Probably yeah. that makes more sense. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Like a human Bart Simpson. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's
2: such a beautiful way to describe
1: him. A human so Bart Simpson. Like was, mm-hmm. like... And then his nemesis, Pedro... Pedro. Who was, I think... I don't know if he was the first openly gay character on The Real World. Yeah. But he definitely had the first I, same-sex I commitment think, ceremony.
0: Uh, I'd have to fact-check it, but I think on te- Certainly in the reality context, but I think on television... Was the first person with um, who was HIV positive yes. and open and open about Certainly. it? Certainly, it was revolutionary him lifetime. being on the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No mm-hmm. offense. Um, but, okay. but like there were there was uh, some of those early movies, by the way, in Lifetime, like precautionary uh, tales for women Absolutely. about avoiding yeah. HIV. Oh, but no you should watch some of them; they're Absolutely. really good. I think Molly yeah. Ringwald is in one of them. They're really uh, good. Of course, she is. Um, naturally, yeah. Um, but like, uh, as uh, and fully formed as an activist, as a um, not, I hate, to, I don't want to use the word martyr, but like you know, you know, a real symbol of of um destigmatizing educating prevention all that first for everything really
1: well i kind of saw that season in retrospect as a competition for space where we had pedro who has this really positive uplifting important message and is giving this really important visibility and then we have puck who is like the mediocre (laughs) straight white male Mm -hmm. who's like sticking his hands in the jar of peanut butter. And generally making himself a nuisance all throughout the house he's loud he's annoying he doesn't really have anything important to say but he's crowding out the person who does have something to say and that feels a lot like story
2: of my life I'm like thank god we fixed all that and everything is fine now
1: (laughs) I feel like it's a little bit microcosmic and a little bit predictive of the way the world was gonna go
0: and the other problem too is that Puck is really good TV in just in a navel gazing like I think that that's sort of like a model for like the Kardashians like for for so much the Osbournes like so much of reality
2: people could relate to him yeah
0: totally and then with something like pedro i think when you have such ingrained sat at that time it was very sad i mean mm-hmm. i think that i think he yeah. did he did eventually succumb and, and pass from the disease yeah but i feel like that arc you can only sell people so much before they need a resolution, or they have to look away. Because mm-hmm. especially then, mm-hmm. can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Like you when it was all
2: so raw after the exactly. AIDS epidemic. Exactly, and, that's yeah. probably
0: one conversation on the dinner table, and then you
2: need to put on. It was also people like Middle America and the world at large. It was their introduction yeah. to like normalizing a, a gay male with HIV or a gay male with right. AIDS. They'd yeah. never really seen it before. Right. They'd always had the privilege or the luxury of like turning a blind yeah. eye to it. But this was all of a sudden. It was on their televisions in their living room. Totally.
0: I also believe that Pedro Coin the phrase, um, I don't have I have HIV, HIV doesn't have me. Mm. We're just gonna be oh. appropriated into so much wow. to this point it's almost cliche. I think it's almost like, you know,
2: you know, I'd never yeah. heard that before though. Yeah, so to I me that's good. That's
0: that was, was born out of that. So I mean there's some <laughs> really it dramatic thread mm-hmm. Yeah. of the show is seen as very like, you know. Also at the dawn of MTV, I think that there could be a mm-hmm. movie about that too. Like mm-hmm. that was a huge pivotal moment. Like the, the answering the question of how can MTV stay relevant, and this was like such a sweet spot for them to contribute something to their audience that mattered, and then TRL and then I don't know if anyone watches it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I,
1: I, I guess it's like SNL, where however old you are, when you were whatever season was on when you were fourteen, you think is the best season, That'd but this point. is the season that was on yeah. when I was about fourteen.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. So Actually, this is something that you would like to see like adapted into a scripted series? Yeah. Oh, interesting.
1: I, I, I would like a ten part. You know, Ryan Murphy's type series on FX probably, yeah. or maybe yeah. now on Netflix, yeah. with somebody playing Pedro. That's really smart. With
2: somebody smart. playing Puck. That's really smart.
1: With someone playing Dare Julie right. and Chris, someone playing um, right. the doctor who, ju- who oh, not Julie, um, Judd, the cartoonist Jug, who yeah. married the doctor I
2: remember. who
1: they're still together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course I forget her name because that's how society works. I remember the name <laughs> of the cartoonist and not the doctor.
2: Sorry, Yo, so and I blame funny. society for that. That's really funny. yeah. That's society's it's society's problem. fault
1: that I have a bad yeah. memory. Cast that's great. Photos. I'd never
2: considered adapting a reality series into a scripted program. That's really clever. I'm trying to see who
0: else we have here. What other juicy parts? But yeah, and, and then, I mean, I wonder. I mean, so sometimes we do really drill down into, like, moments. Like, I wonder if there's a moment with Bune and Mary, by the way, Productions, who produced this, then uh-huh. became a stalwart of reality TV. Right. Uh, but, like, I wonder if there's a moment in, in the Viacom boardroom mm-hmm. in 90-whatever where they're like, we're going to air the AIDS package, and they're like, fuck you. No, this, we're going to lose every advertiser. Because I wonder what kind of internal struggles they had as producers mm-hmm. to, to air all this. And, mm-hmm. like, did someone at the lever just, you know... That would be dramatic as well. Mm-hmm. This was 1994.
1: Uh, 94. Yeah. Okay, I was 19. My bad.
0: The show also featured this first ever same-sex commitment ceremony long before marriage would be, gay marriage would be legalized, um, which is also another, that's your May Sweeps episode. there you go
1: (laughs) and I mean of course the characters you know Mary Ellis Bunim and Jonathan Murray are going to have their like arguments about like Puck is taking over the show and like (laughs) Mm -hmm. there'll be some backstage drama there Doritos
0: and Mountain Dew as advertisers love Puck more mm -hmm, Puck mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) much like the drama that you guys have on you know, unreal, unreal like, yeah. And,
0: I mean, you, uh, your character, I can't imagine. Uh, did you, uh, by the way, ever spend any time with real-life segment producers? Because the stuff that they have to do to get those show moments is... Getch. Yeah,
2: it's sure, uh, yeah, it sure is. I mean, well, the creator of the show, uh, Sarah Gertrude Shapiro, yeah. she was. Ooh, we threw a, in a Gertrude in there. Sarah, she's a she's a nice Jewish girl. Sarah Gertrude, Sarah Gertrude Shapiro. Uh, so she was a, uh, I mean, she was Jay and she was Rachel. She was yep. a field producer on The Bachelor for three years, which in Bachelor world is nine seasons. Wow. And she was like this, like this, like incredibly intellectual um, feminist, like self proclaimed feminist, who just kind of got caught up in a bad. Con- Contract and was thrown onto this show, The Bachelor, and forced to use her uh, like academic feminist wily ways to right. pull to like befriend these contestants and pull those uh, those juicy clips out for good TV. Um, I, that's the real uh, like hand experience I have with producers. I I mean, had a couple of conversations with other producers before, but they uh, had worked on other reality shows like travel shows and yeah. such. So it's like it's just a very different Not different country. It's a different <laughs> approach. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but I. I can't imagine what I am like maybe as a producer on it, something like the real world I, this is at such an early age for reality TV I can't imagine that they're like going in there with an agenda but who, I don't know who knows
2: you know I mean I think it's. I was thinking of um uh a, a TV show like the real world equivalent that was Canadian when I was growing up, it was what called U8TV The Loft, and it was uh, the same structure as the real world, where it was like seven or eight strangers living together in a space. But there were it was like around the time like the advent of the internet and webcams yeah. and all of that, so there were awesome. live cameras in all of like all over the house, yeah, every like, no room one except for the, the bathroom. Phone. I'm
0: on the, I'm online, right? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> but then they had you know they had their like their own like little personal booths with the confession booths where they were going and like you know uh, tell what was going on during their day, but there was no actual like live producers in there like and with cameramen like going and crafting the story so it was a much more yeah. organic way to tell the story and it was really um, uh, like a testament to the audience like what storyline are you interested in following and follow that character as opposed to oh that's um, cool yeah as opposed to uh, the production yeah, of like a narrative you know, driven exactly the yeah. producers following you around like kind of like poking and prodding you because yeah. you're the, the one that they think is interesting and the audience is going to like so is that so. the
0: goal of Big Brother that it's supposed to be letting everything on un- the horrors unfold with multiple cameras? positions I don't I've I don't never know If it actually it, but, is yeah. I mean let's peel back The curtain the veils <laughs> <version laughs> A little bit further I think I think At, least, at least with day. Celebrity Big
2: Brother I think that there May be some Producer uh, uh, Collusion
1: Well My friend was an editor On one of these shows And like I know This is no surprise To anyone This yeah. just made me laugh mm-hmm. He says that the Producers would go like Oh wow uh, Would you say that That uh, Casey's Kind of a bitch And she's like Um yeah, I guess I would. Sure. They're like, no, 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 no. Can you say Would it? you say yeah. Casey's kind of a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> I
2: mean, you repeat after like, me. Yeah, like Casey's kind of a bitch. Casey's kind of a bitch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's like, when did you stop strangling your wife? Like, yeah. that's one of those questions. I, I can't, I don't want to get a lawsuit. So a friend of mine was on a, let's just call it a survival competition show. And oh, she used to, she was on it twice. I can't believe she went back. But she said that they used to like, um... You know, you were sw- you're allowed to bring a medic bag, and sometimes they would like lose lose the women's tampons and make them like fight over like, uh, shit, like uh, crazy. shit The producers, shit like that. yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we had an accident, something fell into a boat, so we have one tampon for the seven of you for the next six weeks
2: good and luck. fight. <laughs> yeah,
0: like that is like some
2: ACLU shit. Like, I mean, but please, but I mean, but that's also yeah. like really good TV. Such a good idea. Like, I well, absolutely want to watch that episode. <laughs> <lives>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, so every week we try to sort of talk about who we think should make the show, and yeah. obviously we think Ryan Murphy should Ryan somehow Murphy. be involved. Exactly, and I think um, it should
0: be Netflix so we can get real loose. That would be amazing. Yeah. Do you? By the way, just random question. I, I'm sorry You're starting to see all these creators get their shot at at, at streaming, which is in a vacuum and it's not. A, it's not um, you know the subject of censorship. And when you see the profanity start sneaking in more is anyone else taken aback by it like for instance the I men, love it I, I feel it. like it's I feel
2: like it's much more representational and authentic of like what actual conversation exactly. is I mean I'm editing myself right now yeah. but I think no, like yeah. I'm not I'm not excessive yeah. with uh, the amount that I curse but I feel like just yeah. like throwing it in as like as like seasoning as like some little salt and pepper it's like exactly. it's very effective and I love it Frances, I love I love a good curse word every Frances once in a while.
0: McDormand said in her Oscar speech like just go to YouTube and watch that just watch her speech All right. um, said, thanked Martin McDonough for his Spicy script and said, "There's nothing like a well-placed fuck yeah. word, not the yeah. verb, um, that that will propel a sentence and make it totally metal.
2: Agreed, completely.
1: But well-placed actual sexual intercourse will also propel a sentence as long it as it's really, consensual. That's true. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. Goes <laughs> without, <laughs> without saying. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, okay, no so we, so Ryan we Murphy. Watch, well, well thank you. We
0: started talking about it, you know? <laughs> um, uh Ryan Murphy should make it. It should be on Netflix. Should, what, should we talk? Should, we, should he direct it? I mean, he only really directs pilots, but I trust his taste. Tom Robbins What I, What I
2: do love about his initiative, I mean, it's like he, he has the initiative where he brings on 50% female directors, yes. which is extraordinary. Yes. I think the number yeah. should be higher, personally. For sure. Yeah. You know? Especially for like, um, and I, I
0: think that, With Versace, he achieved 50-50. It was less for Feud, Betty and Joan. And I would really have loved to see what that show would have been like. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also the other other reality, too, I think, is that there's, um, you know, the union needs to be better about whatever. Well, yes. Um, But I think think that
2: hopefully within the next couple of years, we will see the change coming. It's like giving more opportunity to people of color, to queer people, to women. It's like uh, if the argument is that they don't have the experience, they don't have the resume, it's like, okay, well, then, like, clear some space. Give us the opportunity to build our resumes. And then we will just be, like, as badass competitors to our straight white male counterparts as you can imagine. Yeah, you yeah. Know? for sure. I love straight white males. By the way, too. Just, just FYI, <laughs> yeah. we're
1: we're totally okay. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> you're good. Okay, good. Excellent. I'm glad that you're Tim just like Malloy, speaking for all Armie of them. Hammer. Thank you. On behalf oh, of all like, straight white males, no, no, we no, are
2: okay. Um, At the thank secret, secret, you. I don't. I was going to. I, I not worried about, about
1: you. you about straight white male meetings, but that made me like really uncomfortable. Meetings? Like when oh, yeah. straight white males when have well, their secret meetings, bad things happen. Hollywood meeting just
0: sounds like oof. unless it's like a times up meeting whether a like the. It's just no. I don't want to hear about. It. Yeah, no. Um, I think it's gonna put a lot of hotels out of business. Um, okay, so maybe not since we, the other cast isn't as well known. Maybe we should dreamcast Puck and Pedro.
1: Okay, Puck is Guy Fieri
2: oh gross but yes oh no. sorry did I just say that uh, no. edit that out Now you no, can keep it you can keep it what's his, it. What's
1: his? <laughs> sorry oh, no Puck is like 22 years old he's like yeah yeah let's see let's he would
2: see have this, been like a, a great it would have been like
1: a great Sean Everett Scott role he's, he's got like a, well, a Matthew Lillard Scott. vibe
2: yeah too. Matthew Lillard totally right? absolutely right? but now we're just like casting 90s yeah, actors we exactly. have to cast like present day <laughs> actors I'm like I guess that like that kind of like skeeziness doesn't really sell on mainstream these days I mean like oh god current day Puck is
1: who's the guy from the other guy from Dude, Where's My Car? Sean William Scott. He's in He's late 40s he's, now, I think, He's too old for that. Man, man. that's Everybody. really too bad. Yeah. Well, his son can play puck. Okay, there you All go. right. this is like, okay.
0: Puck. I mean, actually, Cody Fern wouldn't okay. be bad as that, although that's Cody's awesome. way too Ooh, dignified. Ooh, one of the Sprouse brothers. Yeah whole, wow, yeah. mother effing Sprouse would yeah. knock that
2: out of the park. Yeah. He really would. He'd have to yeah. go back
0: to Blonde, but I think that
2: he would That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on hiatus he from, is to... he on Riverdale? Is he the one on Riverdale?
0: He, no, but we can get the other one. Okay, Dylan. there you go. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, They're, Dylan, inter, inter, they're interchangeable. I think Dylan has a couple Indies coming out, so good for you. There you go. Um, yeah, I think that's a beautiful idea. And then Pedro. Uh, the key role is Pedro. And a heavy lifting. Can I see a photo of him? Yes. Um, do you know so
2: who I think cute. of um Paolo Presta? He's I don't know if he does oh. much acting, but he's a TV host, and I feel like he would okay. be great nice. as Pedro. So Presta. Paolo Presta. Paolo. You see him? He has a t- he has oh, a, he is cute. Yeah, yeah, a spoonful of Paolo. Yeah. He'd okay. be great. He would be great. On, He was on Will and
0: Grace. Let him He'd let him cross over. Yeah. Um could Darren do this, or is that not I mean
2: he he's a he Murphy. He could. He could. He's got the hair. I for feel sure. like that's a little that's yeah. a little unnecessary. I don't think does he have Latin in his blood? I know he's, I he's, don't he's, think he's does. Filipino. I do Well, so, in that case. to filipino There you Yeah, exactly. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Hmm. Um,
1: we're still casting Pedro.
0: We're still casting Pedro. Okay. Do you have
1: any ideas? God, I wish I did. I mean, it's the, it's the juiciest role by far. It is. It's a very good role. I thought Oscar Isaacs is on one point, but he's probably too old.
0: He's probably too old, yeah. There's also
2: any number of those delicious sensei guys. Isn't this the, like uh, one of the the sensei guy would yeah. be great. Isn't this yeah. interesting though? I feel like this is something I hadn't really thought of. When yeah. it comes to like a, a, you know fantasy casting a straight white male, we have nothing but options. And yeah. when it comes to casting a biracial person biracial, or a Latin person exactly. or a queer person, it's yeah. like we really have to think about it. I feel like that's Don't that's me for
0: this Google, but It's problematic. Gay yeah. Google has no I mean
2: Ricky Martin, but like Ricky, that's. Yeah. But he's not. He's not appropriate yes. for the role. But the fact that we can only think of a couple. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Dan Bukatinski. Oh
1: no, this is not. My uh, it, in the meantime, yeah. I'll just fill in Pam yeah. Ling, who gets into the relationship. She is the doctor who gets oh, in the relationship with Judd. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give this one to um, Charlene Yee because every single oh, week yeah, on the Wilson. show Wilson,
2: Wilson Cruz, well, sorry, Wilson Cruz. Oh! I love I love I love oh, you Cruz Wilson I just saw I just saw Wilson the other day actually he's I phenomenal I love him so much I that
0: part and it would be Christian Chavez Wilson, Wilson did something really serious recently too I think Wilson does Drama. things
2: does, does, is very serious I feel like he's an, he's, an, he's an activist I feel like his, his level of activism ah, ah. is so extraordinary hashtag activist yeah that's amazing.
1: And, and on conversations with others in the first episode with Jossie Smollett, you guys yeah. do like a really nice tribute kind of to Wilson Cruz. We do. Yeah. I mean, he is cool. a trailblazer. He yeah.
2: is a perfect example of somebody who he was the only one who we could point to the televisions as children yeah. and say, Oh my God, that's me. Right. You know, this like this this uh like person of color who was openly queer and was being mm. celebrated on television. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if we didn't watch my so-called life, we were aware of who Wilson Cruz was just from opening your teen pop or Tiger Beat magazine. Right. It's, it's so important. He's we're been... giving him the party. gets Pedro. Book it. There you go. Okay. He he just became a series regular on um, on Star Trek Discovery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so and I'm mm. so so proud of him for that. Yeah. I mean that's just like another just another another uh, celebration of another uh, of fantastic another other another rising other in the other. ranks. Yeah. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Playing an openly queer character on the to- on I know we don't have you for much longer. Yeah.
1: Tim, do you have anything else? No, I think we're good. Okay. I mean we can figure out next week who will who will play Muhammad. Will you Will you take a role on this show? Yes, when we get uh, it made, any when season, any.
2: I mean, would I be would I be Blackwashing anybody, Are there any black folk no, on this show? There's
1: there's only Mohammed who's not the most memorable you know, real world character ever. Right. But we have Sean I, think, I, think, I
2: think I would rather wait and have a full meal as opposed to taking the table scraps. God bless.
1: You know. All right. Well I was gonna but offer you. That's true. You know I, mean? I was gonna offer you the role of Pedro's partner. There. I mean, there are. There are. Oh.
2: You know. I mean, that that you could. Get to work with Wilson. That could be interesting. I would work with. I would work with. <laughs> with. Uh, with Wilson Cruz yeah. any 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 day anytime. Jeffrey Boyer
0: Chapman. I mean, what do we even say? We love
2: you. No, um, so oh, I love you. Oh Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God. It's and been I'm wonderful. gonna call
1: it. Favorite episode. Favorite oh, episode.
2: come on. It really is. On. I'll yeah. take it. It yeah. is. This Thank you. Awesome. That's so sweet of you. Thank you so much. Thank sorry you to time. everyone else <laughs> coming on the show. you got to live up to this. Exactly. <laughs> well,
1: now we have to call Wilson They, us weren't, they weren't as good. I mean, I'm very sorry. Oh, come everyone. on. You, that's you guys ver- needed to step up. No.
2: That's guess. very, that's that's very. Now we can't have any more. Now we can't have any more. Amazing. Done. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a blast. Thank
1: you. Thanks. That was so fun. Thank you.